Delco. What is Delco? Urban Dictionary, maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County, not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through. Never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to 1 ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26-year-old bar back. You're just waiting for your bill's big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's anything special from Delco, except being a Delco guy, I kind of like it. What is up, Delaware County? And welcome back for episode number 32 of Delco Baseball Now. My name is Brendan Ricciardi. I'm joined, as always, by Ben Thorpe. And Ben, a 16-run outburst from the Media Little League boys today has them one win away from Williamsport. Not the only team that scored 16. Today. <laughs> Not the only team. We'll get to that a little bit later. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Exciting. Exciting stuff. They took down Washington, D.C. 16-3. And, you know, the, the trademark for this team has really been just, you know, it sounds cliche, but all the adversity they've had to, to get through. And they went down 3 nothing in the first inning of this game. They said, all right, we're good. We're good. Let's just score 10 runs in the top of the second inning, highlighted by a three-run shot off the bat of Trevor Skoranek. You know, they moved those fences back to 225 in Bristol, but I don't think Trevor seemed to mind. Yeah, no, I mean... Kid's got juice. See what he can do, hopefully, in the Williamsport. Because yeah. he's a 225, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's talk about what we've had so far. So the last time we recorded was just kind of previewing the whole Mid-Atlantic Regional. So I got the chance to go to Bristol for the first game. Uh, I When I got there, I found out that I was not allowed to record live video, which obviously was a bit of a disappointment. But also, as someone who you know is a Media Little League alum, just being able to kind of just put my phone down and just watch was very cool. I, you know, I didn't have to just sit behind the phone screen and watch through there. Uh, they won that game 6-2 to two over Maryland. Uh, we had uh, six hit-by-pitches. And, you know, I, I mean, the media fans, like, obviously it wasn't on purpose, but, like, they had a right to be frustrated. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I feel like once you get to three or four, that's when the uh, you start being like, all right, come on, man. Like, let's Figure it out. Yeah, let's figure this one out. Yeah, like, I'm not, I'm not implying that, you know, they were doing it on purpose, but, like, when you're hitting Austin Crowley with two pitches in his first two at-bats, like, it's kind of one of those, like, hey, it's just not a good look. Yeah. You know? It, I mean, it definitely, wasn't, up a little bit. it definitely wasn't on no. purpose, but, like, maybe throw some more strikes. Yeah, yeah. Know. It's... No, and um, so, yeah, that game, you know, they only had three hits, but they were able to push six runs across, and, boy, did the offense really come to play on Tuesday night. So the funny thing was, uh, we'll talk about a little bit in the Delco League, is that I was live-tweeting the game from the dugout of a Delco League game, and I self-admittedly don't play very much, but because our second baseman got hurt, we had to move our first baseman to right, our right fielder to second, and I went off, off the bench to play first. So I'm sitting there like, God, like the one game of the playoffs <laughs> I actually play is the one where I wish I could just sit on the bench. Uh, but being able to, you know, to follow that game and just seeing that whole inning unfold at the field where everybody's like watching the game on their phone was really cool. Uh, so that, you know, that that really showed the bottom of this media offense. 
does their job. They get walks, hit by pitches, singles, and they let the big boys do big boy things. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what we said before. Um, we've talked a lot about it a little bit where it's like, I think with the new rules with Little League, the bottom of the line is going to make it break you. I mean, those, you know, now those kids have to hit. I don't know. They, they, I mean, they have to, you know, they have to find a way to produce. And for a lot of teams, you know, they're probably upset with the fact that they have to bat 11, 12. But these media guys at the bottom of the order, they take pride in doing their job, yeah. getting on base. Uh, and, and it's great to be able to see them all kind of buy in. You know, they're not all up there trying to swing for the fences. They're up there just trying to, to produce. And I think they had six walks in the inning. Uh, Christian Nunez had a double. Skoranek had the big three-run blast that kind of broke things open. But I want to give a quick shout-out to Charlie Hahn in the 11th spot because he came up when it was 3-2, and he hit a two-strike, two-run double to uh, give the team the lead at 4-3. to And, you know, it said his favorite player was Bryson Stott. I mean, not, not surprising when you give me a two-strike, two, uh, one I believe one-out hit, but two-strike hit right there. He takes there. after his favorite player very Absolutely. well. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, so other things in this game. Nolan Gratton got the start on the mound. He went, I believe, two and two-thirds. Trevor Skoranek was nearly flawless on the mound. I yeah, think he, he looked le- great. I think he let up maybe one hit, no runs. But the most important takeaway from this game is that Austin Crowley did not throw a single pitch, and he will be on full rest for the championship game. Yeah, that's a key, especially like the longer you get in these types of tournaments where you're going through districts, sections, states, giving your main guy like, just a couple days off, even if he's not at the pitch limit, like, it takes its toll. Yeah. You know, it's a young arm. So giving him a couple extra days off is huge. Yeah, and especially for a team that unfortunately saw Chase D'Ambrosio have an arm injury. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, not trying to force anything. Uh, and, and even the fact that they're, you know, still playing this well without him is just unbelievable. But Crowley will, will get the start on Friday. It's going to be, you know, it, it's now that you're media in the winner's bracket, it kind of sucks that it's a one-game championship. But with that being said, if you go out there and you lose with Crowley on the mound, you got to just tip your cap, right? Like, yeah. you know, you yeah, go out there, you give them. To be your guy. Yeah, and both of these teams. So it'll be Delaware versus Washington, D.C. on Thursday. That'll be for the right to play media. And at this point, you got to just hope that's like a 15 to 14 game. Like, everyone uses all their arms and uh, and they're limping into the final round. Yeah, just kind of hoping for just complete slop there yeah. or something like that. Shout out to Dave Berman for the stat here. The last Delco team to make it to Williamsport was Newtown Edgemont in 1967. So we've talked a lot about a lot of milestones being checked off from this media team, and they're one win away from a trip to Williamsport. And how funny is it that they're the only team in the country that can say that their World Series would be closer to home than them than their regional tournament is? It's bizarre. Oh, yeah. Uh Oh, yeah. Br- no, Bristol's, you're right, you're Bristol's right. three and a half and Williamsport, I think it's like two and a half, three, maybe. Yeah, I guess unless there's like a team from Eastern Ohio, maybe something like that. Like Great like, Lakes, it could be, yeah. Or like we'll have to get the maps out for that one. Southwestern New yeah. York, I don't know. There's typically not people in those areas, yeah. I'm pretty sure. But hey. No, and, and you know, this win just showed like, you know, this offense, one through 11, has what it takes. Like if... You know, it's a day where, you know, one guy's not doing anything, another guy steps up, right? Like, they have different guys producing. Like, like Trevor Skoranek, you know, through the district sectional states, like, he was playing well, but he wasn't hitting for power. Like, he wasn't doing what he's doing now. And, you know, it's the, you know, that's the fact of a long run. Like, guys get hot, guys get cold, and the good teams are able to win when some guys aren't going, right? Yeah, and, you're going to beat guys with yeah. depth. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's very exciting. Uh, I know Ben and I, I... I can't promise that we'd be there the entire week in Williamsport uh, due to the, the bank accounts, but we would definitely 100% be up there for the first game. And, 
and but you know gotta get there first three o'clock on friday afternoon wish it was a prime time slot but uh i know a lot of people have that on at work uh and we'll see if it's dc or delaware personally i'd like to see delaware just because i always think it's satisfying in a 14 tournament like that just to beat all three teams mm-hmm. you know like both uh both times my club team won our regional it was the same thing we beat all three teams and it's just yeah. like i don't know it's, it's like a leaves no doubt thing right you get to see everybody you get to prove you're better than everybody yeah and go from there it'd also be dc had someone who shut out that delaware team pretty right. convincingly in the first game so like it would probably help to avoid that that's guy. right because I don't know who it if is, he pitched but. sunday that would mean that he should be potentially be ready, ready to, to go. go yeah yeah because it's what uh, yeah, no. be, yeah he'd be good to go yeah monday tuesday wednesday third i think he'd be i think he'd be good it depends how many pitches he threw but yeah. uh yeah good luck to the media voice uh you know We'll have another hopefully great post game interview with them after the win. Uh, I'm not, you know, jinxing anything. I'm, I'm manifesting. I think that's the word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're manifesting here. All right, let's move on to another team from Delco that's in a deep playoff run right now. We got the Broomall Newtown 14 year old team. They are currently playing in the Babe Ruth World Series in Fredericksburg, Virginia. They're playing at the Fredericksburg National Stadium. I believe it's, I think it's either, it's either high or low A team for the Nationals. I, I know that Dylan Cruz is on the team, so that's pretty cool. He should have um, run to that. Yeah. Man. So they started off their tournament with a 2 nothing win over Eagle Pass, Texas. They followed that up with an 11 nothing win over Aruba, and they lost a thrilling 11-8 to game against Arlington, Virginia. Now, Ben, as the pitcher of this podcast, I mean, uh, back-to-back complete game shutouts to start a tournament. That's got to get you going a little bit. Yeah, that's some pitching depth right there. Just, you know, a solid 1-2, just get the... Get in, get out. Yep. Get two dubs. Love yeah. it. Um, oh, third, third game didn't go as well, but having those guys be able to like bounce back and everything should be good. Yeah. Yeah, so the way that this bracket is formatted, so there's 14 teams here at the World Series, and they do pool play. And the way it works is they take the top eight out of 14 teams, and they, uh, I mean, off to a two-and-one start already, you'd think that even if they were to lose, so this episode's being recorded Tuesday night, they play Wednesday at 8 a.m. again, so even if they were to lose that game, uh, they should still be in a spot where they're likely in the top eight out of 14. But uh, as we've been doing with media, we actually are going to be joined uh, through Zoom from these guys in Arlington, Virginia. We got first game pitcher Johnny Dugan. We got second game pitcher Ryan Stoman. And we got third game pitcher and usual catcher Kevin Wigo. So let's go live to these guys from Fredericksburg. All right, we are now joined by the Broomall Newtown 14-year-old team. They are currently playing in the Babe Ruth World Series in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Very good, very good. So we'll start off here. Uh, if you guys could just talk a little bit about uh, the road that you guys took. Also, we got Johnny Dugan, uh, Kevin Wigo, and Ryan Stoneman on the show. So just talk a little bit about the path that it took for you guys to get to the World Series. Yeah, first, yeah, yeah. Right, it, was, it was pretty rough in the beginning. Uh, you know, we didn't win both championships, but we got invited, so that's all that matters. And um, I think we played great so far. We just got to finish the job. Uh, I'll say the same thing. I just wanted to get this World Series done and bring out. Yeah, we started off a little rough, but staying consistent. Feeling's been great. All right, see, so, so what has this experience been like so far, just playing in such a cool atmosphere? You know, I'm sure one of the nicest fields you've probably ever played on and, and the, you know, the biggest atmosphere. Uh, it's, it's good. We, you know, we're playing international teams like Aruba and Mexico. 
you know, they're pretty funny sometimes, but sometimes they're, I don't even know what they're saying. Yeah. So. It's pretty, um, it's pretty nice playing in the Nat Stadium, I think, the minor league team. So, and plus playing Mexico, Ruba, and they're also staying in our hotel. So it's pretty cool talking to them. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the fields are definitely different than the fields we've been playing on so far. They're definitely bigger. Yeah. All right, let's see. So you guys started off uh, with a 2 nothing win over Texas on your first game. Johnny, that was your uh, your complete game shutout, first of the two. So talk about that game and how that went down. Yeah, we just scored runs, and then we kept making plays in the field. Didn't have much errors. Just played great. All right, let's see. Game number two was uh, – that was the 11 nothing win over Ruba. That was you pitching this time, Ryan. So another – I mean, starting off any tournament with two straight shutouts is a good way to kind of just, like, announce your presence to everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I had a rough start in the beginning of the game. First inning, I, like, had a walk and a hit by pitch. But then when we got into the later game, we started hitting. Our defense was playing good. We, made, uh, we didn't make any errors. Sometimes they hit it, the, the ball deep, and we just made plays. So who have been some of like, you know, obviously outside of you guys, who are some of the, the guys on this team, you know, that have helped you get this far? I'll say everybody, you know, it's a team game. Everybody's got to, you know, play good. If we play good, then we win. And we make it farther into the playoffs, we make it even to the championship, maybe. We can probably win that. So, like, I know this is uh, – so you're in the pool play right now. Uh, this is being recorded Monday night. It'll be out probably after your game on Wednesday because we're going to record the rest Tuesday. So are you guys guaranteed to move on at this point, or do they just take, like, one team from each side, or do you have to win Wednesday? Um, we have to finish our pool play. we got to finish all games. Then they determine, like, the seeding. But I think eight, eight make it, right? Eight out of the 14. Eight out of the 14 make it into the next round. So, so, even, so even if you were to lose Wednesday, you still have a good shot of advancing? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. All right, so let's talk about this crazy game today because when I, I tuned in and you guys were down 7-3, then I looked back and it was 7-7. Then it was like 11-7. So what happened in this game? Yeah, we, um, we started off rough. I was on the mound today. Couldn't find my zone today. Um, but we, we did our best. We came back. We got a three-run. And then we came back and we scored. We tied it up, I think in the sixth or seventh. And we uh, we got one back in the seventh, but and then we just kind of we couldn't hold on to it. We fell apart in the sixth, I think. I, I believe I, I heard there was a hidden ball trick today. Yes, yes there was. <laughs> that was how, how did that happen? I just I he wasn't looking at me, so I just faked it, and I was waiting for him to get off the bag. And I just were you at first? I was a shortstop. He was at second base. Oh. Like a, Double or something. I forget what it was. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. So let's see. So I was I was looking up. So obviously, Kevin and Ryan, you guys are both pitchers and catchers. So is it weird when one of you will pitch the other, then you just kind of switch like the next day? Uh, yeah, definitely. It's different. Yeah. yeah it feels weird. Definitely. Yeah, definitely an interesting uh, dynamic. Um, all right. So, Coach, you got anything you want to add here about, you know, just this uh, this group of guys and, you know, what you've seen from them this summer? I think, you know, if you take the team we had last year, we've only added three different players from last year. Last year we went 0-4 in the state tournament and then got bounced. Uh, this year I don't think many people were expecting much. We knew last year we had we were a good defensive team. 
And the team this year, you know, they sort of adopted that kind of philosophy of, you know, defense wins. Uh, today was our worst game of the entire summer. We committed, I think, three errors. I don't think we've committed an error since we've been here uh, this year. So, uh, you know, kudos to the kids. You know, the, the role players know their roles. Uh, you know, these guys just step up and, and have each other's backs, you know, every time we take the field. Uh, there's never a down moment. They, the other thing these guys do really well, and I think it's a credit to them only being 14 years old, is the fact that they're, they're averaging around – 20 pitches per first inning or 20 pitches per second inning of the opponent's pitcher. So they, they really know how to work the count, get a quality at bat, work into a hitter's count, and then take advantage of that hitter's count. Um, we're seeing guys, and, and you guys probably saw it at home, where, you know, Ryan and, and Johnny especially, you know, their, their pitching efficiency was really high in terms of low pitch counts. We had other guys, Johnny the other night had – you know, he had 40-some pitches, and then the opposing pitcher had almost 80 in the fourth inning. So they really do know how to work the count. And we always say, you know, our, our way is that, you know, defense wins games. And these guys stepped up defensively. They make all the plays. Uh, so the, really the leather is where we're winning our games. We know if we can get a couple runs early, you know, we got a really good shot at winning. Yeah, and especially in a tournament like this where you're playing so many games in so few days, being able to get – Teams, pitchers, you know, a lot of work will definitely pay off, especially at the end of the week as well. Yeah, 100%. Do you know when, so hypothetically, win or lose, if you guys move on, do you know when the knockout stage would start? Uh, we believe it would start on Friday is what I'm understanding. So the way the tournament is set up, it's set up so that they have almost, that they have two brackets. They'll take the top eight into the World Series bracket in which, only those eight teams will play for the World Series title. Uh, I guess Stafford has created what they call a diamond bracket for your bottom six teams or so. They'll play consolation games, and then they'll have a winner of that diamond bracket tournament. So uh, right now, as it stood going into today, we were in first place, obviously being 2-0 and no runs against. Uh, losing today and, and, and dropping 11 runs uh, you know, drops us sort of in the middle of the pack. We, we do play Tallahassee on Wednesday, uh, since tomorrow's the off day. So, uh, you know, we're looking to come out and, uh, you know, take, take Tallahassee and, and pull up a higher seat here for Thursday and Friday. Absolutely. All right. So one thing I wanted to ask you guys about is how cool is it to be able to send not one, but two teams of Broomall Newtown to the World Series? Because I know your 15s will be getting started soon. Uh, it's, I mean, it's pretty cool. Um, it would be even cooler if we won it all because then we could get the banner. Everybody would probably know us more, maybe. And, yeah, it would be even cooler. So, uh, I think I think it's pretty cool going both, like, like us, and the, us and the fifth teams. I mean, we both know each other. We played in-house together, too, 14 and fifth teams. So we both know each other, but I think it's good. They're pretty good. We're pretty good. I think we both have a good chance. Yeah, we, we were in Altoona. We went up and we saw the 15-year-old team win the state championship in Williamsport. That was cool. Yeah, how about uh, how about another Delco team that could be uh, potentially heading to Williamsport soon? Have you guys been following that media team at all? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. 
Oh, yeah. Pretty much the last thing I was kind of just going to ask here is just, I mean, just give me your final thoughts on like what it would mean to be able to to bring home a World Series, you know, back to Broomall Newtown, a program that I know they've won one somewhat recently because I'm on a summer team with like Alden Mathis and Luke Zimmerman. All these guys talk about it. You know, as you can imagine, like that's something that you'll never forget. So like, what would that mean to you to be able to, to get the job done? Um, it would mean a lot to me because, I mean, my brother been to the World Series twice and he couldn't hold on for a championship game. But I want to bring it home, like, and show him, like, I won this time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it would be very cool. And like what you said, it would be like a never-forgetting uh, moment in my life. And uh, if we win this one, we still have another year, so we can probably go back to back. Yeah, especially considering we lost state championship and regional championship, it'd be, it'd be pretty cool to win one. That would be cool. It's it's like when the uh, like a college football team that doesn't win their conference, but then makes the college football playoffs, and then then still is able to uh, to win the championship. That's the only one that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, I wish you the best of luck going forward. I'll be following along. I'm gonna try and juggle as many playoff games with you know media, Delco League, and you guys as possible. But uh, best of luck, and hopefully we'll have a nice uh, nice interview at the end of the uh, the World Series run. Yep. Uh, thank right, you. Yep. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. Coach, thank you guys for uh, for setting this up as well. Brendan, thanks so much, bud. We really appreciate it. All right, special thank you to the Broomall Newtown boys for joining us uh, and taking some time out of their day. They enjoyed a nice off day on Tuesday. I heard there was a nice coach's golf outing nice. uh, in Fredericksburg. That's what Coach Wygo was saying. Uh, so, you know, always, always enjoy those nice days off at any long tournaments, you know, especially they, they played three days in a row to get things started. Uh, so we wish them the best of luck. They are hopefully going to be Moving mm. on, as we just watched, uh, Joey Manessis yes. hit a home run in the top of the ninth off Craig Kimbrell. Unfortunate. Uh, not, what you want uh, not what you want to see. A live reaction here. But, uh, <sighs> you know, especially for a team like Rumble Newtown that's won a couple of those Babe Ruth World Series, they're really, uh, you know, establishing themselves as the, the team to beat in Babe Ruth Delco. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, what other Babe Ruth teams in Delco I think, are I think media, I'm pretty sure media has a team. Do they? Um, but I honestly, because like I didn't play Babe Ruth, I went straight to Legion yeah, from that me. age. So I, I'm not really too familiar. Uh, what I do know about the Broomall team is that they got powder blue jerseys, Ooh. which I will never. Oh, those like the Mid Atlantic yeah, ones they got. That's I sick. think, yeah, because I know that normal Broomall is navy blue and white yeah, for yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, no, I'm excited to follow these guys because you know, obviously, two of them they're going to Marple. Uh, Kevin and Ryan said they're going to Marple, and, and Johnny's going to Devon Prep. So, you know, I think going forward, once we get some more staff, we'll be able to cover Devin Prep more. It's just last year with just Ben and I, like, we had to kind of pick and choose uh, what we were able to cover. But, you know, when it's – I don't know if Devin Prep is technically Delco. I've heard conflicting mm. opinions, but there's a lot of Delco kids that play there. Yeah. So that's, yeah. you know, it's like Malvern Prep, right? Like, mm. we cover the Interact, too. But um, I don't know that it is considered Delco. I don't think – I don't think – Sean, Sean Mahalan told me yes. I have had other people tell me no. I have no idea. I nah, think, it's coming from the guy that runs the Delco League team out of there. Yeah, so it's like Wayne, I guess, is technically Delco. I don't know. But either way, um, it's 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 cool that Broomall is not only sending one team to the World Series, they're sending their 15-year-olds to the World Series as well. So the 15-year-olds, they had a send-off on Tuesday. They will be playing in Jamestown, New York. Their pool play will start August 12th. I believe that is a Saturday. So that'll be this Saturday they'll get things started. Uh, their schedule is not out yet, so we don't have anything to share about that. But it's going to be cool if they're you know playing at the same time and get a little overlap. That would be nice. Uh, so best of luck to those guys. We'll hopefully get to chat with them as well, maybe do something similar to what we just did yeah. with the Broomall guys.
All right, let's move on here to Ben. I hate to do this to you, but we're going to talk about the MSBL championship Ooh, here, yep. where the Collingdale yep. Colts won an unfortunately thrilling three-game series over the top Lumber Expos. Ben, I didn't watch any of these games. I will defer to you here. Just tell me about the series, how it went down. Um, yeah. So, well, we were a strike away, um, but game one went well. I think we got. We hit very well. Um, they didn't throw their best pitcher, and I think he was out of the game pretty early. Um, so that was, that was like a 12-6. I pitched, kind of got shelled. Not always the one to complain about umpires, but that might have been the worst performance I've ever seen. There is a dude who he just stuck his arm out in the middle of the plate, got hit, hit by pitch. Like, just egregious, terrible. Um, but... That had nothing to do with really the outcome. Um, won that game, and then just I missed I missed most of the second game because I was at our Delco League game, which also ended up in a loss for the team I'm on. Um, but yeah, got there. We got up seven four late, and just uh, you know had my guy Ant Kelly out there pitching for the second day in a row, and just had a couple unfortunate hits. We were a strike away a couple times, and then they won that game three. Just. You know, we, we got out in front again, and then I just took control of the game. I, it was it was a heartbreaker, man. It seems like it's one of those, like, just tip your cap. You know, two, yeah, two teams that clearly a, wanted to be there, you know, clearly were playing very well. It was a great series. Yeah. It really was. And, like, shout out to those guys. They, they were, they've been good sports, like, the entire time. Like, it was very fun. It was a fun weekend, you know. Not a great ending, obviously, but. It's good it, baseball. Yeah, if we know? didn't win, I'm happy it was them yeah. that won. Yeah, uh, quick shout out to my guy Mark Gervaisi, an absolute you know force in the box. Probably wow. you know one of the Ooh. biggest players in the Delco League. He plays for Springfield as well, uh, and he's just he's a switch hitter, which is terrifying for someone. I always forget as, that. Yeah, yeah someone uh, as big as he is. Now he, we were DMing, and he told me to give someone a shout out. So I'm going to pull that up real quick. Someone from his team that was, uh, let's see, he said. Shout out James Williams, who threw a complete game in Game Three, and yeah, got the, yeah, he threw. Really, yeah, yeah was, and shout out to him. He got the uh, go-ahead RBI hit in Game Two to force the Game Three. He did. So uh, I got the story here. So the Collingdale Colts actually used to be a Delco League team. So they won the Delco League championship in 2006. I heard their games used to have like hundreds of fans that would just chirp yeah, yeah, everybody that, that would be playing. Um, so apparently, there's a guy named Mike Grimm that went to Interboro. He's from Collingdale. He used to watch them growing up. Uh, and he knows some guys that were interested in bringing the franchise back, so they left their other Sunday league, and it looks like it's kind of a, just a mix, you know, a mix of uh, some Delco guys and some Philly guys. But you know, it seemed like they had a great culture over there. Yeah, it was uh, a, it was a good team. Like, I'm the entire lineup. Uh, they were they were a very good team. All right, once again, congratulations to the Collingdale Colts. Uh, the, Congrats, guys. Yeah, the, the Glen Mills Rays uh, reign is over. They won three in a row, but after you guys knocked them out. Um, we knew we were going to have a new champ, so 100% deserved. All right, let's move on to the Delco League Finals here. Now, in our last episode, we, we said we were going to have a preview, but just the way that the series started so quickly and with the trip to Bristol, we just weren't able to get it going. So currently, my Wayne squad leads the series 2-0. Uh, the first game was a 7-1 to win. We had Johnny Gonzalez on the mound for the Blue Sox, and for Wayne, it was Cole Peichel. So talk about that game. Cole Peichel, first start of the season for him. He's been dealing with some injuries and, you know, credit to him for being able to just, you know, put his head down and work all summer, rehab, get back, and, you know, make his first start in a pretty big spot. Yeah, no, it's good. Good to, like, good to see him healthy, too, after all the arm stuff. I know he's, he's still a college guy. Like, you don't want guys like that being, you know, having their 
college careers and the kind of the more meaningful part of their career, like be messed up with injuries. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he threw a 15-strikeout, nine-inning shutout for Dickinson in the playoffs. And I think that was I think that was just one of those, like, you left it all out there, and that kind of, you know, comes back to bite you sometimes. But Yeah, ice up. You, you yeah. earned that. <laughs> yeah, him and uh, him and Joe Peluso, you know, locked things down on the mound. Uh, I mean, Ben, you were at this game, not me. It was pretty uneventful, it seemed like, kind of. Yeah, kind of like, you got, I mean, you guys got out to an early lead, and that was pretty much that. Um, we got it, it got a little bit uh, when Peluso came in, he kind of like walked the bases loaded, yeah. guy got in, but big double play turn, yeah, to yeah, get out found of his way out of the double yeah. play, and that, that was pretty much that for that game, yeah. Well, uh, well, so speaking of getting out to an early lead, yeah, the Wayne offense put up 11 runs in the bottom of the first inning, it was a combination of singles, walks, you know, just really good approaches, guys not trying to do too much, and I mean, I guess we'll talk about it from my side of it. Like, it just felt like, you know, nobody could do anything wrong. Like, nobody was, you know, I think we started the game. I don't even know how many base runners got on before an out was recorded. But it just felt like every time our guy stepped in the box, like something good was going to happen. And, you know, it's just like, it was almost to the point where we're just like, you know, how long can it go with Mm -hmm. like this this type of momentum? But coming from your side, like, what was it like in that dugout at that point where it's just like, Shit. Yeah, pretty, that's pretty much, pretty much right? it. I was like, like yeah, well, that's kind of it, it for that game. Um, but because I mean, what, what were we were down? What eight or nine by the like? I think the, let's see. The first out was recorded on a sack fly to make it six nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, in this game, Nate Sides had three hits. Stephen Wells had three hits. Uh, he drove in four runs. Luke Zimmerman, Matt Briner, and Alden Mathis all had two hits as well. But the biggest storyline from this game is that I actually played. How about that? That's, a, <laughs> yeah. Unfor- that's when you know you're beating up on yeah. the team. Unfortunate, unfortunate circumstances, uh, Nick Mullen suffered what unfortunately looks to be a, a you know somewhat severe leg injury. He wasn't putting much pressure on. I mean, it looked like his knee from the way he was favoring it. Uh, so we wish him the best hope. I mean, at this point, you know, I would imagine don't put him out there, and he's he's a he's going into his freshman year of college at George Washington. Yeah, like, probably want just like, you know we have we have, we have enough depth that we'll be able to overcome that. I'm not worried about that, but uh, hoping he is able to get out there, you know, in this fall and, and be healthy. Hopefully, it's nothing mm-hmm. severe for him there. But um, you know, the most entertaining play of this game was when Darren Hagan hit the double, and I'm the cutoff man, and I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> I haven't thrown a ball since like 5:30. And I threw it in. Actually, not a terrible throw. I don't know what happened. I think Matt Kane was expecting a slide from, I guess, I think it was Max or Steve Tyson. It was Steve Tyson. And yeah, Steve just, just kind of ran by. Put the moves on him. Yeah. Uh, was... Elbow's still hurting from that one. Uh, well, <laughs> but, he'll bounce back. Yeah. Yeah, but after uh, you know, after the first inning, uh, things obviously calmed down a little bit. Final score ended up being 16-1. to But, you know, we don't have to yeah. talk about too much about this game. What I want to talk about more is, like, what are, like, the conversations like? Because obviously you guys kind of gathered as a group after the game like what you know you don't have to get too in depth with it but like what kind of things are said to kind of try and get you guys to like rally around and be like hey like we still got another game to play tomorrow yeah i mean it was kind of just that it was more of just like hey like we're whatever good, you know like, like, <laughs> today happens yeah. it's gonna be you know got another shot and just kind of like you know they're up let's just make it hard on them yeah yeah and uh looks like johnny gonzalez will be getting his second start of the series uh could potentially, you know, win or lose, could potentially be the last start of his illustrious career. He swears that he's going to be hanging up the spikes at age 50. Me, personally... I think that's a lie. I'll believe it when I see it. Because <laughs> when we won in 2021, 
he said, I'm officially retiring, drinking mm-hmm. out of the trophy, and next thing you know, he's pitching opening day, right? So like, I don't think Dave's going to let him retire. No. Dave will go find him. It's going to be something where it's it's like he's going to be an umpire for the most part, and then he's going to, like, there's going to be a day where, like, Dave needs an arm, and he's going to be like, yeah, all right, yeah, I'll go yeah, pitch. Yeah. Like, he'll be, like, you know, like, retiring from being an everyday starter, mm-hmm. but then once playoff comes, he'll be like, oh, I guess I have seven appearances, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, he says he's a man of his word, and since he put it in the newspaper, I think he's too stubborn. But you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah um, we'll see. I believe I don't know for a fact. Put it in the fact, newspaper uh, I, before the season. The Delco Times, I think, did an article oh, really about him. Dumb. Yeah, it was like a little feature thing. Um, huh. I don't know for a fact. I believe Mike Valente is starting. I'm pretty sure I heard them talking the dugout um, that he wasn't going to go play the field because they wanted to mm-hmm. save his arm for tomorrow. Uh, especially now with Nick Mullen being hurt, I would imagine that Luke Zimmerman's going to be needed to play right field. Stephen Wells would probably go to first. Drew Van Horn would stay at second, and just somebody else would DH. I don't know the yeah, plan. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what I'm guessing we'll have a Mike Valente and Johnny Gonzalez matchup uh, to to have our game three. So that'll be 5:45 at O'Hara. Come out. I believe the rest of the series is scheduled for Thursday and Saturday. Yeah, Thursday, Saturday. So uh, is um, are they doing the fan appreciation thing again? I think that's tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Okay. Either yeah. tomorrow or game four. I know that there's one day where Nick. Uh, Commissioner of the League Nick DeCombe cooks uh, hot, like, dogs, hot, hot dogs sodas. I had a good sausage after uh, one of the games of the finals two years ago you had a good sausage um, after, I did. after a game yeah nice hot yeah. hot spicy one uh, Pause. making my mouth making my mouth burn um, but yeah so that will be underway game four if necessary will be 545 Thursday and Saturday 2 o'clock at Devon Prep which means that Ben and I will be taking a business trip to Bristol Connecticut yes, on sir. Friday uh, since it actually kind of works out the three o'clock start because we don't have to spend money on a hotel. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's gonna be a long day, but I'd rather have a long day than have us each drop a hundred dollars on a hotel. Yeah, no, I got no problem with that. That kind of, yeah, no, it makes more sense. Yeah, you don't work Friday. No, I no, I'm off Friday, yeah. so I can. We'll, we'll take the yeah. trip up. Hopefully, see a dub. Get, get back. Get some nice post game interviews. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, and make some content for the boys. All right, let's move on to the last segment here. As we just watched Bryce Harper strike out to end the game here, the Phillies split a doubleheader with the Washington Nationals. They had four home runs in the first game. I heard Kyle Schwarber hit one like 470-something in the uh, Yeah, in the first yeah, he game. crushed it. Shout out Jake Cave for a homer. Alec Bohm with a homer as well. Uh, Joey Manessis hit two home runs in the second, uh, second game of the doubleheader here. But start off talking about just a couple things. Trey Turner's standing ovation is really what I want to start off talking about because for a city that loves booing players when they don't perform well, they also know when they need to show, you know, yeah, the power definitely. of friendship, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's like, I don't know, we boo when like, people don't do well and are like, uh, like part of my friendship, like dicks about Nonchalant, it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so like when you're not doing well but you know like you're really trying hard and pressing, I mean, we you saw everyone seen like Trey's been in the batting cage yeah. to midnight, all this stuff. Like that's when you need support. Ooh, he's taking accountability. Yeah, that's absolutely. That's the most important part. Um, so yeah, I mean, just you know, having that that base hit was cool in the Friday night game. The three run homer to win on Saturday was, oh, even was cooler. unbelievable. Were that you, was kind of like the, which game were you at? I wasn't at any of them. Who was, I was talking to somebody else that was at one of those games. Uh, they were there for the Saturday game, and you know. I don't know if they're still giving the standing O every time. It would have been a tough look if he didn't come through for yeah, any yeah, yeah. of them. I think at this point, yeah. like he's kind of back enough that he doesn't need it. Yeah, and I know he had a double a day. I think that yeah. scored Cassianos. 
Yeah, so. but that kind of leads into my next talking point here of why the Phillies didn't trade for a bat at the deadline. And it wasn't necessarily for lack of trying, but I think Dave Dombrowski kind of realized like the only way that this team is going to do what they did last year is if the stars hit, right? Like Harper needs to be Harper. Like mm-hmm. Turner needs to be Turner. Castellanos needs to be Castellanos, right? Like the role players are far exceeding expectations. Yeah. Bone's yeah, been doing... awesome. Stott's been awesome. Brojas is probably one of the best defensive center fielders already with how fast he's he is. He's like, doing his job and competing you know, complete. Brand, Brandon Marsh is banged up right now. So is Christian Pache, but they both played really well, you know, as well. Uh, and I think that they're kind of banking on that fact and they decided to pivot to Michael Lorenzen as well. Great first start mm-hmm. in a Phillies uniform. Absolutely. He threw again too, didn't he? I think he's starting tomorrow. Oh, uh, okay. Um, I'm not sure if he's made a second start yet, but he gave him eight strong innings against the Marlins. He will be starting tomorrow at 6:40 against the Nationals, so we get to watch him in his in his home debut. Sweet. He has all the potential to become like a Philly folk legend. He oh, seems like yeah, just, just such like a like shove he's, for he, a couple months. Yeah, and... he's like a workout freak. Like he just seems like kind of like not a weird dude, but just like you know, goofy, maybe yeah, like eccentric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kind of guy, and you need that a little bit as yeah. a pitcher, though. But I mean, I like the idea of the six-man rotation, just because you know it, it seems like a it, it's nice having insurance in the rotation if someone mm. were to get hurt, and b I'm sure no pitcher will object to an extra day of rest. No, I'm sure no, you can never. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's some days where it's like you'd only object when it's like a day where it's like you're ready to go and it gets rained out you know but like having it built in and knowing like hey we got these six dudes we're gonna go like that I think that really helps and it's gonna help especially down the stretch where you see I think a lot of teams have their main guys throw more and on less rest so now you're looking at arrested starting staff in the playoffs yeah hopefully yeah and you get you can do a routine with the six man rotation uh but I mean trading for Lorenzen they also talk about a guy that can go in and, and be a, a long reliever. Like mm-hmm. we're so far away from the playoffs that who knows? Like what? Like if Lorenzen comes in here and and just gives you quality start after quality start, like obviously you have to talk about him starting a game. Right? I mean, he but, should start a game. He deserves know, to. Yeah. Uh, we'll look ahead at the rest of the week here. So we'll play uh, Washington six forty tomorrow night. It'll be Wednesday night. That's Michael Lorenzen against Mackenzie Gore. Aaron Nolan, Patrick Corbin on Thursday. We'll wrap up this series. We got the AL Central leading, which isn't saying much, but the AL Central leading Minnesota Twins come to town. This they're back in first in Central. Yeah, they're first uh, oh, good by for them. a couple games, I think. Four and a half games right now. Uh, real quick, I know this isn't Phillies, but can we talk about Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez for a second? <laughs> he got clocked. <laughs> that was like, oh man, like how often, if ever, do you see like two guys just square up, ump, ump gets out of the way, and it's like, all right. You know, ring the bell, like yeah. go do your thing. Like it's like a, it looked like a. I, th- I think it, I think it should happen more. It I think if, you know, instead of if you got a problem with someone, just square up, do it on the field, take your suspension, and move on. Yeah, I, I mean, did you see Anderson like walking off the field? Yeah, like, his he legs was, looked like jello. Uh, he wasn't looking good. They, they yeah. don't have like the uh, the fight trainers and stuff there for yeah. for when you get knocked out like that. No, I mean it's just like yeah, his teammates like holding him. You know, like as he tried to walk back. Um, but, I mean, it was weird because, like, it seemed like the tag wasn't, like, I mean, maybe a little aggressive, but, like, it didn't seem like it was anything worth well, I thought starting a brawl Anderson over. was, like, the instigator. He was. I, yeah. think he, I think he was a little bit. It's a tough look when you instigate and then get KO'd. Yeah, it's a, yeah I mean, he, he Anderson got suspended, I think, six games and Ramirez three. 
It's like you're the one that got knocked yeah. out and you got suspended more games. Yeah, it's just a tough year for Timmy. Yeah. Then he got drilled by a Garrett Cole fastball. The ne- like one of his next games out. So he should. I, I don't think it was his very next game out. Wasn't I think it? probably. How is it? Because he got. Is he just? I think he's appealing it, it yeah. at this point. Yeah. Ooh. I feel like you got to cut your losses there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we got a lot to look forward to going forward with Delco Baseball. Once again, media, Friday at 3 o'clock for a trip to Williamsport. That's a one-game trip to Williamsport. If they lose, they're out, unfortunate. But, you know, I, I know with Austin Crowley on the mound, they they feel confident. Uh, Broomall Newtown, guy. some Babe Ruth World Series. Delco League Finals, Game 3, go out to Cardinal O'Hara uh, for Get Game 3. Get a free three. hot dog. I, I, I'm gonna it look it up. I, I think it's free. I think it's. I mean, I feel like at this point, like you have to do it just in case the series ends. Yeah, I would imagine. Right, so. like it was, game, well, it was game three last year. I think you're right. Um, yeah, lot, lot to be excited for, uh, and you know, we'll we'll be looking forward to uh, giving you guys some updates from Bristol. Ben, you got anything you like to add here? Uh, no, just kind of a getting my getting myself together after what happened today. That yeah. was a, <laughs> yeah. that was a rough one, but. Hey, you, you did what some people wouldn't do. You came on the mic. Yeah. I know a lot of people I, would just be like, no, I'm not doing this right now. I had to face the music today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. what it is. Everybody, once again, thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you don't already, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Delco Baseball. Uh, you can subscribe to us on YouTube now, Delco Baseball Now, as well as Facebook. Uh, as always, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.